the coaching by both Coach Griffin and Dylan in youth football, but that had just ended. It was Dylan's season had just ended, and when Griffin passed away, um, and so then, I, as I said, my mom she had um, prior to Griffin passing away though uh, on it was a Mother's Day actually the day after Mother's Day that very year she found out she had stage four uterine cancer. And um, so she survived an, an, uh, just a lethal um, surgery where they removed a lot. Um, and so she somehow survived that only to eight months later pass away. Um, and so there was kind of a rough time there where for me, it felt like everybody was going, nobody was coming. Yeah. And um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I that led me to a, a serious, serious bout of depression to the point where um, in August of 2015, I actually shot myself and in the head underneath the chin and um, with the intention of not being here. Uh, and so. As I look back now, um, everything I didn't have to live for, I now have to live for. And so um, it, it was just a period of time where it, life was tough. And it was once you get down, what my experience is, once I got down that low, um, it didn't feel like it was ever going to end and uh, unless I ended it. Hey everybody, it's Aldo Gandhi, and I just want to let you know really quickly that our swag shop is reopened. DeepDishTees.com is where you go, and that's tees with T-E-E-S. Clever name, guys. They're the new home of our merchandise. You can get t-shirts, you can get caps, you can get coffee mugs, you can get hoodies, you can get all sorts of good stuff, and you'll help out the bar room with the purchase. So head over to DeepDishTees.com. You're listening to the Ballroom Network. The following program is intended for all audiences. Welcome to the South Burbs Hitmen Podcast with your hosts, Joe Mandel, Stephen Zim Zimmerman, Vinny Parisi, and Chris Gonzalez. We're bringing you the White Sox coverage you need from the perspective of true Southsiders. Grab your Comiskey dog with an ice cold beer and meet us at section 155. Everyone get on your feet for your 2021 South Burbs Hitmen. That ball hit deep. Way back. You can hit on the board. Yes. Jimenez in the air. Left field. He's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. Over the head of Jenks, Uribe charges, throws, out, and the White Sox have won the World Series. Alexei! Yes! 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 History! A perfect game by Mark Burley, and what an unbelievable, unbelievable play 
What is going on, everyone, and welcome to South Burbs Hitmen. I'm one of your hosts, Joel Mandel, and I'm joined by my White Sox brothers in arms. I'm talking about Steven Zim Zimmerman and Vinny Parisi. Our buddy Chris Gonzalez can't make it tonight, so it's the three of us with a very special guest we'll introduce here in just a minute. But before I do, I'll toss it around the table. Steven Zim Zimmerman, how you doing today, buddy, and how you feeling? Aaron Rodgers sucks. Um, sorry, football game on. <laughs> um, nah, dude, life is good. Life is good. Um, just getting back into the swing of everything. Missed a lot of White Sox baseball this week, so I'm very excited to uh, hear about it from you guys as well as give, you know, what little input I can this week. And, you know, it's it's, it's going to be a great show. I'm excited to hear what uh, Salim's got to share with us. Excuse me, I didn't mean to give away our guest, but there's your little teaser. <laughs> Yeah, I like it. That's what we call a tease. We'll bring it up here. We'll bring him back on here in just a second. But Vinny Parisi, of course, you cover this team every single day. Uh, it's been a little bit of an underwhelming week uh, for a week that we expected this team to kind of go nuts and clinch the division right away. It uh, looks like we had to wait a, maybe a day or two more. Magic numbers sitting at three right now. How are you feeling right now about this White Sox team, Vinny? Yeah, so I saw something today and – I want to address Vincent's comment that I saw posted. They, the Guardians already lost a game today. They're playing a doubleheader. And they were, last time I checked, yep. they were losing the game they're playing right now. So if the White Sox do end up pulling out this game against Detroit, the magic number could be down to one going into tomorrow. I will say I'm feeling good because last week the Angels series wasn't the best. They've been non competitive in games that Dallas Keuchel and, you know, mm-hmm. I, Reynaldo Lopez for whatever reason lately in the last couple two three games they've kind of been uncompetitive in those games and that's not going to be the case in the playoffs I keep telling people like they'll lose a game that Lance Lynn starts that happens in baseball but like for the most part you can bank on them playing well in these games that their pitchers play well and oh, that's yeah. just not the that's why I'm a little worried about this Detroit series because like I'd really like to see them win this game because you don't know what you're going to get from Keuchel tomorrow. Detroit's a good team. They're the second-best team in the division, regardless of how the standings shake out this season. So, you know, I'm not worried. I saw something when Jimenez, Robert, Abreu, Anderson, and Grandal are in the lineup. They're 3-0. and <laughs> Only 3-0. and Because they that only means- played that wow. many games. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. That is crazy. It's bad luck too, but you know, hopefully everyone can get healthy in time for the playoffs. I I did see today that uh, Tony La Russa said that Adam Engel is looking like he's going to be activated tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, Sweet. So, so that's interesting to me that they would activate him now, but I guess you got to get his feet wet before the playoffs. So that's a good thing. Uh, But we do have a lot to talk about, but we are going to bring on our guests so he can hang out with us for as long as he wants. And then, you know, get out of here whenever he pleases. But we're going to welcome uh, Salim Sudawala from the Bulls Gold Podcast. Salim, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks so much for having me, gentlemen. It's a pleasure. You guys uh, do a great show, and I'm, I'm happy that you guys invited me. Well, thanks yeah, for coming man, on, We're happy man. to have you. Absolutely. We appreciate you joining us. And, you know, we know you love your White Sox in addition to your Bulls. We know you cover the Bulls here on the Barroom Network. And uh, before we get into the White Sox talk, you have a new show that's coming on the Barroom Network as well. Uh, why don't you tell some of our uh, listeners a little bit about that before we dive into White Sox talk? Yeah, so it's it's I'm a big sci-fi movie, comic book nerd. I grew up like I, I was a kid. I grew up reading comic books. 
I grew up all the sci-fi stuff, um, being into all, all that stuff, right? We're going going to like uh, different, uh, what do you call it, like Comic Con and all the different, yeah, conventions. So, uh, yeah, just a show that I've been wanting to do for a while. And just one day, I was like, you know what? Let me ask Aldo uh, if he would be, you know, up for having a barroom host it. And uh, yeah, he liked the idea because I remember, you know, them, them him talking about how he wants to expand more uh, at what we do on this network. So Absolutely. yeah, just, just I figured I'd ask, I you know, shoot your shot, and uh, he 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 uh, said, yeah, it would be good. And you know, it, it, it's kind of come a lot quick together a lot quicker than I thought it would. I when I asked him, like I knew the idea what I wanted to do behind the show, but like I didn't know the, I didn't know what to call it yet, and that was killing me. I was like, I didn't, you know, I, I wanted to make something that would be good, unique. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, you know, I and I had a I had a co-host in mind right away, a friend of mine who's also right there with me, like he's a comic book guy and science fiction guy and all that stuff, and. You know, I asked him first, and then he said he would agree to do it. I was like, "Good," and I'm glad he's he's on board. And then I was just constantly just thinking, like, "What the hell am I going to call the show?" It was just eating me. It was killing me. And then one day, I'm just at the gym, randomly thinking, you know, doing my thing. I was like, "Oh wait, science fiction is that taken somewhere?" I, I I googled it. I searched it like like for an hour just to make sure no one else had that. Name I went on YouTube, yeah, exactly. It worked out so, uh, so much for a lot that long, boring story short, but yeah, it worked out pretty well. We we went with uh, that name, and we're going to try to do our first episode this Thursday. Oh, cool, yeah, Yeah, so coming soon to your barroom network stream and uh, wherever you find podcasts. And uh, and you guys are doing video too, right, Salim? Yeah, video. So it's going to be recorded. It's not going to be live. But, yeah, we are going to do mm-hmm. video and uh, audio, obviously. Awesome. Very cool. Well, that's cool. We look forward to that. So Can't that's wait. exciting news. And, of course, yeah. you know, we're, we're we're excited here for, for our, our White Sox kind of making that final playoff push. So I know we were talking about that magic number currently, you know, sitting at three. By the end of the night, it could be down to one. Uh, what? How are you feeling about the White Sox right now, Salim? You know, it's funny. You guys were talking about health and everything like that. And I I think, you know, what LaRousse is doing to to the finish line, he's just kind of like trying to make sure the team can be in one shape going into the postseason. Like Like because the division has luckily been pretty soft, we have that benefit of, of trying to make sure we can get guys healthy. Like, you know, he's, he's in any other season, I would imagine like a lot of these guys would still be playing. They wouldn't be put on like the yeah. DL and stuff like that. Um, and then, I, and another thing is funny. I was thinking about like, man, why, we, we seem to not beat good teams. And then I looked at our record against like some of these teams, like the Rays and, and Astros and whatever, and it's like you know what it's it's what you would expect because they're a really good team too. You're not just gonna go in, you know, dominate these teams. It's like 50-50. Like so, I was like, you know what? I feel confident going into postseason. We face one of these teams, we can beat them. So it's like, yeah, I, I feel good. I think if they can just get healthy, 
get all one everyone on board. Um, I don't know if I want da- Dallas Keuchel on board, but <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, I think, we can talk yeah, about that again later. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I like this team. I like where they're at. I, I feel pretty good that they can go all the way. I mean, yeah, we 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 feel the same way, and you know, we're just going to include you along for the ride of of our segments and all that fun stuff tonight, and kind of see we'll throw it against the wall and see what sticks, like our buddy Aaron Current likes to say. Um, but l- without further ado, let's touch for on it for a moment uh, about I got to we had not looked good this past week. I know we talked about it with Vinny a little bit, but two out of three we lost two out of three to the Angels, and we took two out of three from the Rangers. Uh, I know I was maybe being a little overexcited for six game sweep, but here we are. Um, I I can't tell you how many people have come to me this week, guys, and have said this team is underperforming. We're not good. We're going to get knocked out in the first round. This team is just they they cannot perform day to day, and and I think Salim touched on it is that they haven't been fully healthy together as a squad, and I think that's one thing that everyone has to look at. Vinny, as someone who writes about this team every day and sees that every day, what do you make of that conversation? Like, hey, the White Sox are not that good and they're going to get swept right away. Yeah, I don't think they're going to get swept by Houston. That's their 99.9% likely playoff opponent. Um, It's more than likely going to start in Houston. And I'm a little worried about they just take one of those two games. I'm not positive they'll beat Houston this is year it's really year one like first full year of what was supposed to be this long run of division title competition and success in the postseason it's year one so if they lost to the team that has a world series championship a world series appearance a couple ALCS appearances trash cans or not you got to know how to play baseball in order to do that if you're Houston and I don't know. They're a good team. And if the White Sox lost the series to the Astros, it's not like I'd fall off my chair in excited. I'd be disappointed that this sure. team was like this good this season and then they were out in the first round. But the Astros are good. And they're saying the same thing about us. So either one of those two teams can win. It really wouldn't surprise me either way. If the White Sox did lose, though, I wouldn't blame it on like – anything that these people are saying the the team hasn't been healthy at full strength all year. We know what they can do when they are healthy, but the Astros are where they are for a reason too. So no, I'm not, I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling the same way. Zim, do you have any doubts in your mind about this team right now? Um, I don't know if I'd call them doubts. It's more just, you know, those, those nagging little negative thoughts that, any sports fan has particularly Chicago sports fans with what we've experienced over the last existence. Um, you know, this, this you want to be hopeful um, and don't get me wrong. I'm very hopeful. I think this team is very capable of bringing home a championship this year, but at the same time, you know, I'm not going to be naive and say, you know, they, they're going to go 12 and 0 in the postseason or 11 and 0 in the postseason, and, and just, wreck everything and nobody's going to be able to stop this. Like they have their weaknesses. They have their flaws. Um, Those flaws hopefully won't be exploited too horribly, um, particularly if they put together a good postseason pitching rotation. 
And that's the thing that's going to carry this team. It's the same thing that carried him in 05. It's the same thing that carries every good late playoff run is pitching. Uh, this team has the pitching to do it when the pitching is on point. The offense follows the pitching. We were talking about it at the beginning of the show, before the show. This team follows their pitchers. So as long as the pitchers show up, this team is absolutely fine. As long as you put Keiko in the bullpen, you don't have to worry about that. As long as you don't throw Reynaldo Lopez more than three innings, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I'd like to point out, too, that Houston lost a game to Texas earlier last week. They've lost games to the Angels. All these things that the White Sox have dealt with, teams like Houston has dealt with, too. And I don't know about that I'm delusional because I think the White Sox can win a playoff series when they're on pace for 95 right. games. What do you mean by not winning Jack? Because literally tomorrow they could win the division. Yeah, division or, title. No, I mean make the playoffs, but whatever. They're going to win the division. Yeah. No, it would be the division. Is it the division tomorrow? Yeah, the, the, it's, yeah it's, okay. it's the yeah, division no, okay. title. Yeah. 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 So, the I mean, they're, they're less League than Central 24 division. hours away, less than 18 hours away from potentially winning a division. So, I don't know what this this comment's about other than just trolling yeah. and, and to make a stock. Yeah, that and, just makes and, no and, sense. And, liter and literally, I mean, we could easily beat the Astros in a series and then whoever we would play in the AL, you know, ALCS, I think we could easily beat them too. So, yeah. Yeah, and go, I Vincent. believe they can lose all of those series too. It's it's it would make you delusional to think you're just guaranteed to roll through everyone. Absolutely. But to think that they don't have a chance against any of these teams, they are they're got a winning record at home against all these teams and they have a losing record mostly on against all these teams on the road. So what does that say about those teams? Tampa came here and got mowed down two out of three times. The only game they won yeah. is the one that Glasnow started, and he's out for the season. So I don't want to hear anything about it being impossible or delusional to think that the White Sox can win a playoff series. Yeah. I'm just I'm not going to full-blown say that it's like a lock. No team is a lock. No team has been 2018 oh. Red Sox good this year. Or we have a very 2019-ish type season on our hands where it's like absolutely the Nationals won a wild card game and then went on and won it's, the thing. It's, it's wide it's open. Like right it's like it's like PZ says below. It's all about who gets hot at the right time. And that's what it's about, you know, most years in baseball. You exactly. Know, a black rain seems to think the Tampa will destroy us. I, I don't think so necessarily. They, they Tampa they might get destroyed by the Red now. Sox or Blue Jays. I will say this. <laughs> yeah. If the White Sox can manage home field advantage – they are a very good home team. If if Absolutely. they if they end up a one seed, you know, which is not out of the realm of possibilities, still they could still get the one seed. If the Sox get the one seed and and the road to the World Series goes through Chicago, they uh, it's going to be hard to beat them. It's going to be hard to beat them, especially against teams above five hundred at home this year. They've been above five hundred. <laughs> and what is, rules in the playoffs? What rules in the playoffs year after year? The World Series champion, you look at them and say, they were good at this. Yes. It's pitching. It's pitching every year. What are the White Sox? What has been their forte all season long? Yes. Pitching. <laughs> it's pitching. And that's yeah. and that's really that's really what it comes down to, honest to God. And you get a comment here. Once in the once a team gets in the playoffs, anything is possible. That's the truth. I yep. mean, yeah, every dog has their day, and it could be literally anybody. And I mean, let me look at the Cubs in 2016. I mean, not to, you know point out of the friendly confines guys but i okay. mean i didn't expect look, them to actually win it in 16 look at the socks in 05 they came out of nowhere all because of a good starting five yep 
And, and let me remind you that the Sox in 05 also got really cold towards the end. Very reminiscent of kind of what the team is doing right now. I don't want to put too many strings together. Uh, they, they're not in danger of losing the division this time. They were in 05. But uh, I don't know. I just kind of have a similar vibe in my brain for for these teams. I, although I would say this team is probably much more talented. And I'm sure Vinny would probably agree with that. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny too. Like yeah, so. if you if you if you consider if they had maybe even let's say if they had Robert for the entire year, they probably win a hundred games. And Grandal, easy. Yeah. So like, like I said, the injuries have been bad, and I think a lot of the injuries right now, it's just I think maintenance more though than actually guys being hurt hurt. Like I think they would be playing. Like I said earlier, I think they would be playing if the division was more of a risk. But I think I think Tony's doing it right as far as trying to make sure that let's make sure we're we're not having any lingering issues going into the postseason. We'll have everyone on board, and I think I I'll take. I'm not saying obviously they're guaranteed to go all the way and win, uh, but I, I'll take anyone. I'll take you know this team against anyone. Yeah, I'm with you, man. So, That's so how I feel. Did you hear my stat before we brought you on about being three and zero with the big six in the lineup? Yeah, yeah, that's it's <laughs> insane. But that, yeah, and that's what it's that's what that's been the thing all season. It's like we haven't had them all in the lineup, and it's, yeah. it's a it's a tough lineup to go through. And then, and then you combine that with our pitching, like we've been saying all so show so far. It's yeah, the team. That team's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, we're we're worried about Tampa. Yeah, the Tampa is worried about us. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's how the baseball playoffs should be. A bunch of 90 plus wins teams playing each other in playoff series where any of them can win. Black Rain could be very right about Tampa versus Giants in the World Series, but the Dodgers could come in and smoke the Giants in a five-game series with Kershaw and Bueller and Scherzer just like anybody else. And Tampa Bay could get mowed down by Toronto or Boston, whoever wins the wild card game, like I don't, yeah, anything can happen. Anything can, can, can happen. Just... And, and go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, like, randomly, just been thinking about Robert too. He's how freak of an athlete is this guy? Like, he missed like the like I love it majority of the season. He's come back like he's been playing all year. It's like, dude, like. Yeah, like, he'd be the best player on real. That's for sure. Yeah, he's just like one of these guys that generationally you're lucky to have. Yeah, he's definitely a yep. generational talent, man. We, yeah. we do a score White update. Sox fans. What is it? Man? Tell us the score update. Yeah, the Royals are up four to one over Cleveland now. So the magic right. number getting, and it's the top of the sixth of a seven inning doubleheader, second game. So the magic number being at minimum two. It's looking pretty decent right now. Yeah, we could. Gonzo predicted that they would clinch tomorrow on the 20th. And he did that like so. a month ago. Like, I want to, he didn't just say this last week. Like, he said this three, four weeks ago. So, yeah. So, props to him. Hopefully, we'll see what happens. But, uh, Salim, you were talking a little bit about our buddy Tony LaRussa. And we do a segment every week where we critique, we critique, we love them, we we give them hugs and kisses. I mean, maybe not really. That's kind of creepy, but it's a segment <laughs> we like to call Larusa's Lock.
I want it on record. Me. Go ahead. <laughs> I want it on record that I would give him a hug and a kiss if they win the World Series. I wouldn't even hesitate. I wouldn't even okay. think twice without question. I was going to say, if I ever say it again without them winning the World Series, just slap me. But um, I really don't want to give him a hug and kiss, only if he wins the World Series. But then again, you know, it's Tony La Russa. It is what it is. But this is what we do. We critique him. We we give him all the love. What we, was good, what was bad, all the above with Tony this week. And, you know, I, the number one thing that comes to mind with me is some questionable lineup choices. Uh, I feel like, you know, he's been doing that all year long and kind of what's been working but I feel like it didn't work this past week. I feel like he maybe got a little too cute, but he's also trying to rest guys for the playoffs. So I understand that aspect of it. You know, Zim, what do you make of these kind of crazy lineups that uh, we've been seeing from Tony? Well, it's like what Salim alluded to earlier, where he's just trying to make sure that I think this team is really ready for the playoffs health wise. We're trying to create this whole cohesive team right now. And no one guy is more important than that. So that's why I think we've been seeing these weird lineups with, you know, Gavin Sheets at first base tonight with uh, random yeah. outfielders sort of thrown in there. Um, you know, I've seen four or five different guys in the last two weeks at uh, at the DH, um, you know, just kind of throwing whoever, wherever in order to just kind of allow the guys who need the rest to get the rest. It's sort of what we talked about last week with him we're with the organization rather manipulating the IL a little bit to give these guys some rest, uh, particularly the starting pitchers. It's the same thing now, but with the fielders, um, with, with the everyday guys and, and the same concept with bringing angle back. Um, I don't, I don't think Tony, if I'm being completely honest. I don't think Tony cares at all right now about these games that are happening. I think he is 100% no, he already care. in the mindset of, what are we doing in October? <laughs> he's over these games. He's done with them. He's the, these games are a formality to him at this point. And he this understands. game that's on right now is proof of that. So far, yeah. the relievers used in this game have been okay. So I would consider crochet part of the a team, but then he's used Ruiz and Burr. And now he's back to Kimbrell, who's for sure part of the a team. So it's right. like he's just clearly giving guys innings regardless of their status in the bullpen. So I, I'm with you 100%. Let me ask you, do you, don't you guys think Ruiz will be part of the uh, playoff rotation? Uh, he'll be in the bullpen in the playoffs. Yeah, oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I, I'm not sure he'll come into too many high-leverage situations the way a Michael Kopech, a Craig Kimbrell, a Garrett Crochet will. Uh, Aaron Bummer, people forget that we also have uh, – Tapera, he'll be back. He's a high leverage level guy. He's an A plus level guy. So Ruiz might be if there's ever a playoff game that they happen to go ahead, like a by a lot or get down by a lot. Hopefully not. I don't even think necessarily getting up by a lot, but say, say you have a situation where, you know, you win a close game two days before and you use five, six, seven pitchers to get through that game because it's, I don't know, some extra innings nightmare. Right, because in the playoffs we don't have this runner on second rule anymore. That shit's mm. gone. That that right. terrible, terrible rule is gone. And uh, you know, that's where I think Ruiz comes into play. You know, I don't think he comes in unless I, I don't think he comes into a one run ball game. I'll put it that way. Yeah. I think he I comes agree. in in like a three to one game, though. I think he, he might comes be in, 
one of the better like final relievers in a bullpen, like last right. man on the roster than most playoff teams. He comes into the seventh inning in a four to four ball game where you just need to get through to the to the setup and the closer, you know? Yeah. I, I, I think Tony has a much higher opinion of him than the fan base does. Um, but it's more just because the fan base hasn't seen a whole lot of him. That's true. That's a good point. Well, uh, someone the fan base has seen a lot of Zim, and this is another thing I want to bring up to Vinny, is the news that came out about Abreu resting. You know, Vinny has been writing about this and covering this. Uh, I, I got to get your thoughts on on this from Tony. Yeah, so Abreu leads the White Sox in games played with 142, so he's only missed like six or seven games this season. Uh, wow. Going into this game, Yoan Moncada was in second place, and he trailed Abreu by 10. So that's kind of a lot between the first and second most played games on the team. And it's also kind of funny because people think Moncada is like this soft player. He's the second second most uh, played player. Um, yeah, he don't get injured as often as people think. But Abreu, he plays through like anything really. The one thing that took him out was when he ran into Hunter Dozier on the Royals earlier this season trying to field the fly ball. I mean, dude gets hit in the head. He'll yeah. stand right up and get run to first base. He does not like missing an inning, but it seems like he's bought in. He's ready to go for the playoffs. He he admitted that it's okay to you know, take a couple days rest here or rest every other game, kind of the Tim Anderson thing that's going on right now in a little of the same. So Exactly. Abreu, Abreu seems cool with it. He knows what the ultimate goal is. And that's what I like about what's going on with Tony. Everyone is bought in. Tim will sit when he needs to. Don't think they don't know that they've only all six of the big boys played together three times. Don't think they don't know that. Don't think they wish mm -hmm. they could absolutely play in these games together at the same time for once in their life. They know that day's coming. You know what's fun? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm no, you're good. You're good. No, Go for it, man. Another thing I wanted to randomly bring up, I've never seen in a baseball uh, team where one player like a guy like Tim Anderson, Anderson can affect the entire team so much. I feel like when he's not in the lineup, this team is completely different. And yes. the moment he's back in the lineup, like he makes an impact. Like if like, I, cause I'm a big NBA guy. Uh, basketball is my, my favorite in general, but like you, you see, because it's it's a you know there's only five guys on the court, so one player has a much bigger impact than it would in the other sport. But it just it's just interesting to see that how this the, the team's energy and everything involved is just completely different when Tim Anderson's playing. No, it's absolutely true. It's he has a case for being the captain of this team, just just as much as Jose Abreu does. Totally. Um, when when Abreu is gone. You know, Anderson will still be here and he will earn the C. Um, but Salim, you know, that that you're not imagining that, though. He really is the spark to this offense. There was a stat that I found a few weeks ago, um, and I, I don't know how updated it is. But at that point in time, this was at uh, the beginning of September, end of August, somewhere in that range. Um, the White Sox were averaging over two runs an inning when Tim Anderson got a hit in the inning and they were averaging about a half a run an inning when he was not getting a hit in the inning. And that just absolutely goes to show what, what a, what a spark plug he is for this offense. Um, he really is. Yeah. Now, yeah. 
continuing on these questionable decisions that we've seen from La Russa, um, particularly with the lineup and stuff, the pitching rotation is continuing to be odd to say the least. They've got everybody <laughs> back from IL and yet we are still seeing a scheduled start on the schedule this Wednesday. I said schedule a lot there. <laughs> we, schedule, we, schedule, schedule. Yeah, we, we are seeing Reynaldo Lopez slated to start on Wednesday against the Tigers. And why is all I can say. I thought that's what these IL stints were for. You know, I praised him for doing it before. I want to I want to make that clear. I am not upset with him for these wacky lineups he's been throwing out there because I do think he's looking forward to October. I am slightly, slightly, very slightly critical of this decision because Lopez has been iffy at best. Um, he came out when he came back up from AAA with a couple good starts, but outside of those the guy can make it like three innings and then it's just a, a bullpen game at that point. So they're running a six man rotation because Lucas Giolito, recent IL stint, Lance Lynn, mm -hmm. recent IL stint, Carlos Rodon, noted arm fatigue, recent IL stint, Dylan Cease, first full MLB season. That is – and Dallas Keuchel, he's a veteran. He's eaten a lot of innings. We get on him a lot. He has eaten up a lot of innings and helped the White Sox win some games, especially earlier this season. We can be critical of him all we want. He's an MLB veteran that has a Cy Young and a World Series ring. Um, I think having the six-man rotation to end the season is just a product of the recent events of Keuchel struggling, Cease being a newbie, and – Rodon, Giolito, Lynn, all dealing with a little something, something. Okay. Yeah. No, do I, you think, get, I think so. And go for it, Salim. No, no, I was gonna say, do you guys think at by maybe the red series? I know it's like only two games, and then you got the Tigers. So by the red series, maybe you go with your playoff rotation to try to get comfortable, or does that not matter? You just kind of wait it out. Rodon I mean, only I, has I one more feel... start. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Rodon will take that one start and I think they'll just, you know, just plow their way through into the postseason. Cause I imagine, I don't know exa exactly know when the first games are, but it sounds like we're not going to have home field advantage, at least based off of the records right now, unless things greatly change here in the last couple of weeks. But Vinny, I believe uh, Houston's got like four or four or five games on us right now, don't they? They have a three game lead, but they have the tiebreaker. So the White Sox need to be four wins better than them. Okay, but by the playoffs, I'm not positive that that's going to happen because I do think the White Sox are probably going to clinch sooner than Houston. I'm not sure their magic number, but I know Oakland's a little bit better than Cleveland in terms of being a second place team. So, I'm um, I'm not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if later on you get a start from Mike Wright Jr. or um, you know, I don't know, not bummer. Maybe they'll call up a Lambert or something for a one-game type deal. They can have an extra roster spot on Friday for the doubleheader. That'll come into play. They're just—I'm not sure that—I'm not sure the rotation going into the playoffs will like line up perfectly. I think they're gonna like Rodon. will have plenty of rest. He'll have a week or so. If Lynn's last start of the season comes on that 
Wednesday before he'll be done. Game one playoffs will be his next start. So I, I do think there's going to be a, a weird starter here and there after they clinch. Houston's magic yeah, number is you. eight, by the way. Eight. Yeah, so we'll so definitely that, clinch yeah. first. That clearly shows that compared to the Oakland Athletics as a second-place team, the Cleveland Indians have just been a complete dud of a second-place team. Mm-hmm. And with that, we would like to send you to the Adam Dud of the Week. <laughs> oh, I love the setup. Nice job. You Vinny. suck. You suck. Suck. Stupid. Lousy. No excuse. What a dud. What a total, total dud. Yeah, this is the Adam Dud of the Week segment where we talk about players that stunk up the place. And there's a few of them this week. There's a few honorary mentions for sure. Well, Craig um, Kimbrell the most just part, gave up the, the lead. Oh, great. I don't have it on. There's Spoiler your little alert. socks update no. for the night. Sorry. Wait, that, that'll, be a new, uh, that'll be a new drop now. It's like, oh, Kimbrough gave up the lead. Yeah. <laughs> But no, we're, he does. He's not. He's not a nominee for the dud right now. But maybe he will be next week. Hopefully not. <laughs> but uh, we're going to talk about the players that stunk it up. And Zim, since I'm talking to you, I'll let you lead things off. Uh, who's your nominee for for uh, Adam Dud of the week? Oh, the guy I just talked about, Reynaldo Lopez. Um, I don't have stats yeah, off the top of my well, head. I know he had a really bad start. I um, I can tell he had a he had a bad start. He he uh, four innings pitch, seven four. hits, seven earned runs. Am I seeing the right one there? Yep, that's that's from right. a couple weeks ago, isn't it? No, it's from wow, that's no, from that four was, days ago. Wow, that feels longer than that. That's upsetting. I thought that game was way behind us, and it clearly is not. It's been a long week, man. It's been a long week. Yeah, that's. I genuinely thought that game was longer ago, um, and that actually is a little upsetting that he's getting a start a week after doing that. Um, I understand the six-man rotation. But, and yeah, they have a five game series right after that as Kimbrell gives up a ball back, back. Okay. It's just at the track. Okay. We're good. We're good. Did not give up the home run that I thought he was about to. Um, And it was Haas too. It was Eric Haas. Who's a white Sox killer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I, I very easily would have just said, never mind. It's Kimbrell for this disaster of an inning he's putting together, but no Lopez. Uh, he's, he's not been good outside of those first two starts. He had his ERA says otherwise, he's only got a 3.0 ERA, but he's three and three. He is just, I don't know. I I've already said what I've got to say about, uh, Lopez. I said it before because I'm just not a fan of the way he's, uh, handled himself this season. Unfortunately, it looked like he really, uh, had improved when he was down in AAA, and he is back to being the same old Reynaldo Lopez we know and uh, ah. know. <laughs> he'll be he'll be back. I have a feeling he will be. And you know, there's a lot of players this week, Celine, well, that didn't perform. Oh, go ahead, Zim. Th- that raises a question. We we asked about Ruiz on the playoff roster. What do you guys think about Lopez? I know we've talked about it well, in, think- in weeks past, but like as it stands today, right now, would you put him on the playoff roster? I personally, uh, would. I mean, I, I would as well. I mean, I think you have to put some stock into, you know, how good he's been the last two months, basically he's been clutch. And, and I know our buddy Vinny here probably feels the same way. He's been fine as a reliever. He wouldn't make a single start for me probably ever again, okay. but he's been fine <laughs> as a reliever. Yeah. Not, I'd rather not as him, a starter. I agree. I'd rather well, him in the bullpen than Mike Wright jr. And possibly even Ryan Burr. <laughs> 
that's it. That alludes to what I was saying earlier with the whole, I wouldn't ever let him be out there for more than three innings. Yeah, no doubt. He doesn't he do this a lot though, like outside of going three innings. He and randomly he'll have a game every or a couple of games every season at later into the season where he just looks really good and then he will have his stinkers again. He does this like every year, I feel like. Yes and no. I mean, I feel like he's kind of changed as a reliever to me. And I think that's why I love him in this playoff roster. And it's that experience there too. So I feel good about that. But uh, Salim, I wanted to ask you, you know, there's a lot of guys that underperformed this week. You know, we got a couple of names in the chat, like Sheets, Cesar, Goodwin. You know, who's someone that stood out to you this last week uh, that kind of pooped the bed? Yeah, you know, I I, I was going to also say Lopez, just because he gave up against the Angels. And he went, what, only four, he went four innings, gave up yeah, six runs. He got ripped apart. Um, I was surprised that he only had a 3.0 ERA. I guess, I mean, he had, probably hasn't, I guess it makes sense since he probably hasn't pitched much overall, but yeah, yeah that, he, I mean, he, that, he was just so good for that first month. I mean, he didn't get a zero ERA for what felt like it seriously felt like it was a month. He didn't give up a run. It was probably not quite that much, but you know, he, he's definitely been good. So yeah, it, it's kind of alarming to see that, but I mean, he can't be perfect forever. Um, a guy that the guy, a guy that I want to spotlight here too is as a bit of a dud is, you know, Eloy Jimenez. And I know I don't get, I don't get to put him on here too much because I feel like you know we're always praising Eloy and for good reason. But you know this week he only went four for twenty. Uh, he had six strikeouts. You know he only got on one walk. Uh, the guy had literally one RBI all week. Uh, scored one run. It was just a tough week for him behind the plate. The strikeout count is, is is a little alarming to me because I know Eloy does swing and miss sometimes, but uh, he was not seeing the ball well this week. I'd much rather him do this before the playoffs start, but should I be looking into this at all, Vinny? Like, should I be concerned at all? Because Eloy just looked lost at the plate, and I'm not used to saying that about him. He broke out of it. It's over. I'm saying it. Today was the day that Eloy Jimenez broke out of it. He had a sweet double earlier tonight that's plated a run that's not going to matter because they're about to lose but they it would have been gone in any other ballpark detroit's ballpark i see that comment about texas's ballpark detroit's worse detroit's way worse in terms of the long ball it would have been a home run in 25 other ballparks so i'm predicting that he's out of it i'm not worried about Eloy. he's an elite hitter when he sees the ball well he sees the ball well and that happens to great pitchers or to great hitters when they get in a little slump. They start squeezing the bat a little too much. They start swinging it funky. Sure. You get start getting under it. Eloy, it's hard to be worried about a guy that talented who can hit oh, 50 home runs and have 120 RBIs. For sure, man. Is there, is there someone else this week that uh, tickles your fancy for the Adam Dud? Um, it never tickles my fancy to <laughs> call any White Sox player bad, but I'm going to go with Brian Goodwin. He's had a good year. He's been a pleasant surprise. He's up to bat right now, and there's absolutely no way he ties the game right now and makes me look stupid. Please, Brian. Um, 
he, you know, it was a nice story. He's not going to be like a playoff starter or anything like that. Andrew Vaughn plays over him. Gavin Sheets, I would even say, plays over him. Adam Engel's being activated tomorrow. So, Brian Goodwin, it was nice to have you this season. I know you're going to make the playoff roster, and I hope you get a ring, but it just hasn't been it lately. Yeah, I'm putting up his stat line right now. He had a bit of a, a brutal week. He went 0 for 7 for the As walk. he grounds out the second base to end the game. Yeah, there you go, great. Brian Goodwin. You are the you are the Adam Dutt of the week. They yeah, always lose you. on Monday. Have you guys noticed that? No, they they they've won on a couple Mondays. Didn't they hit a walk off while we were live? Yes, Gavin Sheets did, but. Their record on Monday is bad. They are bad on Mondays. It's oh, Joe's Jim's going to pull up the – don't even talk about that. So, Salim, you probably <laughs> – you may or may not have heard about this, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you hear. I've gone to seven games this year, seven Sox games, and they are 0-7 when I'm in attendance. Uh, these guys there, are calling I'm- it the cur- – Real quick, they're calling no, it the curse of the bam. They're calling it the curse of the Bambino. Um, so I got to get your <laughs> thoughts if 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 I can break it. I've been told I'm banned from playoff games, but I'm going to be in attendance. I think you can. I, I, it's funny. I, I I I'm there with you. I feel like anytime I go to a game, uh, I want to say it's been about like five years now that I don't think they've won a game. It's just I, I'm I'm bad luck. I think. <laughs> For them, it's weird. I don't. I went. I've been to two games this year, and they lost both of them. And I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> it doesn't matter who's pitching. Like I remember, like years back when I went to a sale game, and I was like, "You know, I figure that's a win." Nope. One of his one of his random games where he got like shelled. I was like, "What the hell's going on, man?" I am definitely bad luck for this team. Yeah, it's uh, maybe it's maybe it's both of us, Celine. But either way. They're going to pull it together during the playoffs. I, I feel it in my bones. But uh, we do have – Zim was kind enough to pull the stats for us for the White Sox performance on Mondays this season. Here it is. Let's take a look on the screen. The White Sox are 7-6 and six on Monday nights, which I – would, uh, I would like to know I, – I missed, I missed one, actually. They're 8-6. and six. I would like to know what the record is on Mondays since I it's way too figured way too. I'm actually to looking. I am looking that up right now since I joined. That's all right. It's not anyone's fault particularly. They are three but... and six since Vinny joined the show on Mondays. Are all six really? of those losses. No. All six of those losses have come since Vinny joined the show. <laughs> well, there you go. It's not it's, crazy. Uh, I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, you Long actually story are not. Short, Interesting. I'm so sure it's my fault somehow, some way. But so, <laughs> yeah, because so, you invited Salim, me on. That's right. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Zim true. takes no credit for having me like join the show. It's all Joe's fault. <laughs> oh, no, I was but all you, about it when it you usually suggested is, it. But, so. yeah, I had no part in that. <laughs> that's right. Well, um, well, Salim, well, Salim uh, our I, buddy – I have a little echo. I don't know where it's coming from, but that's okay. Our, our buddy Probably Hawk it's Harrelson fault on everything now. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it, no, it's my fault. I'm sure it's my fault. But uh, our buddy Hawk Harrelson, Hawk Harrelson had a trademark when someone hits a home run. 
Do you remember what that? What did he used to say, uh, Salim? I can't remember. Stretch. You can put it on the board. Yes. Ball hit deep. Way back. He looks up. You can put it on the board. Yes. I like it. Salim even had the stretch and everything in there. It's perfect. But yeah, this is the polar opposite of the Adam Dud segment. And this is one where we talk about guys that absolutely just lit it up and set the world on fire. And there's a few of those guys this week. Uh, those bats were pretty hot the last seven days. So, Salim, I know you've been watching Sox games too. We'll let you lead this one off. Is there someone in particular that, uh, you know, really ca- caught your eye this week from the White Sox? Who? Tough going first. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking here. I mean, uh, that's all right. I could pass the baton. We can come back to you in a minute. Um, so here I, I'll go. I'll go with one first since I feel like I always go last with myself as is host, main host. But uh, let's see here. Uh, I'm gonna go with a guy that had an under the radar week, but I don't think it can be undervalued. And I'm gonna go with uh, Romy Gonzalez. You know, he hit, hit 313 this week. You know, he went five for 16, two doubles. Uh, he had a walk. He scored himself three runs. Uh, this is a guy that's getting on base, and, you know, he's had some quality at bats. Uh, I know he didn't do a lot in terms of, like, scoring runs or RBI, but this is a guy that it's going to be important to have him on base. And uh, I can see him, you know, being a pinch runner. You know, he's kind of setting the tone for some of these other guys around him. For someone that I had no expectations for whatsoever, I, I mean, I know he's a quality prospect and he's going to be good in this league, but, you know, I, I want to give him props where props are due. So I'm going to go with, you know, Romy Gonzalez as my, you know, put it on the board player of the week because I don't want to take one of the top dogs because I feel like, you know, Romy deserves a little time in the limelight. So he is my pick to click for this week. Vinny, who you got? Luis Robert. He's been one of the best players in the league. I mean, when you start thinking of the best players around baseball, you go Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, okay, they're S tier. Then you start looking into A tier, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., um, Aaron Judge. You could start naming some pitchers. Luis Rob- Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, or um, Luis Roberts in that mix. He he just is. He's so good at everything. He can hit, run, play play the position of center field as good as any center fielder in the league, which is a premier position. And he's just – he crushes baseballs. I mean, every time he hits a home run, it's like that ball may never land. I mean, this last <laughs> week he went 10 for 27 with a 370 average, a bomb, six RBIs, one walk. He's just unbelievable. Actually, it's better than that. I I have to pull the updated stats. Actually, let me read you the real ones. I, uh, I apologize for that error. But the actual stats are much better than that. Uh, Luis Robert this week. He went nine for 22, uh, batted 409 with five ribbies, a home run, four runs scored. I mean, 409, Vinny. This this kid is insane. Yeah. He's one of the best players they've ever had, and he just got there. I can't wait to see what this kid does the rest of his career. We're in for a treat. Yeah. So, yeah, Luis, we're going to go with Romy. Uh, how about our buddy Salim? You, you got you to put on yeah. the board player? I'll say Grandal. He's been hitting it well since he's gotten back. I know a lot of people get mad at him for 
only getting walks. I, I, mean, I like Grandal. I like I like uh, his patience at the at the plate, reliable to get on base. But I mean, I feel like he's done well. He he has an RBI hit today. Um, he's had he did well against Texas. I think only other than, other than the first game. Yeah, I think I think Grandal. He's been he's been hitting well since uh, he's come back, and he's been consistent. I love it, man. Yeah, he's he's got two. He had two homers last week, and mm-hmm. you know while his average was still a little over two hundred this week, he still had three walks, like you said. So you can't you got to value that for sure. So yeah, Grandal's been an MVP candidate since he's come back, and I totally agree. Uh, Steven Zim, Mister Zim, Zim Zimmerman. Who is your put on the board player of the week? And I know you're going to say your your guy, but you got another well, guy that you yeah, want to Luis talk about. Robert. Just real quick, um, I know I rip on Yasmani Grandal a lot because he had another pass ball tonight. Um, the guy is a terrible defensive catcher. You will never convince me otherwise. The guy is terrible. <laughs> and just some numbers to back that up. He has the second most pass balls in the league this year with 81. That is pass balls, not wild pitches. That is balls that he should have caught that he didn't. The guy just, yeah. For a catcher, he seems to have a lot of problems catching the ball. Um, so it's a problem, yeah. You know what? He's a great hitter, though. I would love to see him as a DH. Um, unfortunately, you know we've got Abreu there. The guy sees the ball so well in the batter's box. He really does. I, I, if if Salim hadn't given him his nod, like I might have actually had to to bend my rules of never selecting Yasmani Grandal for this. Wow. <laughs> Because I mean, this is like two, three, two, three times this season that somebody has bailed me out on not having to select him because his defense is so bad that I just can't justify it. But his hitting is so good the other direction that it's like, what do you do with this guy? I guess well, the solution um, is just to, you know, make him your everyday catcher and I was gonna say that, you put him in the lineup every day. That's the solution. <laughs> and hope that nobody notices him back there. Yeah. Um, but no, if I have to legitimately make a pick, uh, somebody that you guys haven't picked, Larry Garcia. Um, Larry Garcia is a guy that I picked earlier in the season as my pick to click one week and got ridiculed for. And this is now two weeks in a row that we've discussed him in the put it on the board players of the week. He is yeah, great week. really starting to step it up at a critical time in the season. And, you know, my argument at that point in time was – Larry's a guy who's not going to be hot very often, but when he gets hot, it's always really helpful and beneficial to the team. And that's what's happened in the last week. He's helped elevate some of these wins. Um, am I crazy in thinking he had a walk-off at some point in the last week? He did. He had a walk-off uh, last yeah. week. That's when go. he was talking about he wasn't a he's not a utility player. That, that thank Tony you. That was last, last that was, last was against Sunday. Boston. Right. That was last Sunday against Boston, yes. So, yeah, I mean, Larry is he's he's going to be sorry, Tony, but he's going to be the utility guy on this playoff roster. He's going to be the first guy off the bench. You know, he's your sixth man, if you want to put it that way, since we got a since we got a basketball guest on the show tonight. You know, this that's (laughs) that's where you go with him. He's the first guy up when when you need somebody. Um, and I think he's proven that I think he's absolutely accepted that role because sure he could be justified as an everyday guy, but what he is, he's a role player and he's done it so, so well. And this week, you know, he's ripped off 
uh, seven, seven for 24 for a 292 average, which is for, for a guy like this, that's overperforming. In his last 15 yeah. games, he has a 340 average. So over these last two weeks that I've said we've mentioned him, he has played second I mean, base, it's a good third problem. base, shortstop, it's a great center, problem left, to have. right. <laughs> That's it. He plays everywhere. The only positions he hasn't played are catcher and first base. Like the guy's yeah. exactly what you want. He is exactly what you want. Only two strikeouts on top of it tells me he's seeing the ball really, really well. And this isn't going to let up anytime soon. Um, no, I don't think it is. And, and with angle you know, coming back, I don't, I think, I think that guys like Romy Gonzalez, guys like Brian Goodwin are going to be the ones that unfortunately suffer the repercussions of that. Whereas Larry Garcia has clearly earned Tony's favor and will continue to get these opportunities. Yeah. Well, like you said, he's not a utility player. <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, but let's get to our pick to click section of the show, guys. You know, I'm going to give you last week's Zim because you took Luis Robert. He set the world yes. on fire. So you, you're going to get the win there. So naturally, you'll get the first choice here of everybody. Yeah, um, let it ride. I'm assuming you're going to let it ride. <laughs> Luis Robert has carried me to win this category three of the last four weeks. I am trying to close this gap. I'm trying to close this gap on Chris, who is not here tonight. Has Chris texted you a pick or is he forfeiting next week? He has not given me a pick, so I'm going to pick one for him, a decent pick. He gets last right. pick anyway because he's in first, so we'll make sure we pick him someone halfway decent. Um, he's busy tonight, but I don't blame him, but that's all right. So you're going to go with Luis Robert. Yeah, um, Salim, it, it, no even explanation though, even, needed. Or, yeah. So, Salim, I know you're, you're a guest with us tonight, but uh, who's someone that you think is going to go red hot uh, this upcoming week or someone that you think is your pick to click? Uh, let's go with MB Pito. Uh, Abreu, why, why not? He's been hitting it uh, consistently. Like that? He's uh, August and September. August is obviously his month every every year. He just he'll 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 be dead, and then August will come, and he looks like has not. He just like has like thirty home runs in August. It seems like, <laughs> yeah, he he climbs back. It's just funny. Like I, you look at his numbers, he's like, oh, he's gonna be a thirty and hundred guy again. And you look, yeah, he, makes he it didn't look, look easy. any. Yeah, it's it's consistently every year. It's he's he just does it, and obviously he has his slow starts, but uh, but yeah, I'll go with the brave. I like it, man. Uh, Vinny, who are you gonna go with? Uh, I'm gonna go with my guy. He's not as powerful as some of the other guys that you could your choose, guy. but the whole team is your guy, Vinny. You're not wrong. You put on that uniform, you're my guy. <laughs> <laughs> but my guy, Yoan Moncada, Mr. Desastre Personnel uh, himself, I will roll with him, assuming that he just continues to be as good as he's been. Elite third base. He made a play at third base today that was just unbelievable. I know defensive stats don't go into picks to click, but I definitely think he's going to have a big week coming up here just to continue it into the playoffs. So, Yoan Moncada. I like it, man. Oh, did I miss I uh, is, is, Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I didn't mean to interrupt there, but is, no, you're is good. Jose out for the week? Is Jose out no. for the week or was no. it just today? No. He's just going to rest Probably every now and again. Okay. Yeah, he'll get, right, he'll sorry, get his at bats this week, Salim. You're good. 
I was going to say, I'm, I'm going to step a little outside of the box with my pick, you know, just because I feel like I need to ride a hot hand who I think can get hot and he needs to get hot before the playoffs. I'm going to go with the off the IL. I'm going to go with Adam Engel for the week coming up. <clears throat> I feel like he's going to get a lot of playing time uh, to get him back in the swing of things. Hopefully he comes hot and his bat goes crazy. So I'm going to go with Adam Engel. I'm probably insane, but you know what? I feel it. I feel good about it. So we we were giving 20 seconds to our buddy Gonzo to make a pick. Yeah, but I'm just um, trying to I'm I'm trying to blow up our little group chat a little, enough to get his attention. But you know, if he's busy, he's busy. Um, I I have a guy in that, mind that I don't think he'd be upset if we picked for him. Um, I feel like he wouldn't mind if we took Eloy for him. I I was actually gonna say uh, Dylan Cease. He's picked Dylan Cease like three times this year. Yeah, but they have they have an upcoming five game series in which Cease could potentially get two starts. They put, I don't know. I think, I think <laughs> the safer bet for him not being here, That's for fair. me personally, is Eloy. But what do you, what do you, what do you think, Vinny? You can be the tiebreaker. Yeah, I don't know about that. Two starts in one series, just because two of the games are in one day. So that second game right. is going to be like a non-traditional starter. It'll probably be like Jimmy Lambert Opec or something. Or, yeah. yeah. So uh, give him Eloy. Are you sure we don't yeah. want to give him like Ryan Tapera? I mean, I'm actually <laughs> cool with giving him Cease because I think that decreases his chance to win. <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to get in Gonzo's head right now. And it's a, it's, it's a scary place to be because he goes much different places than I do. So I, I don't well, let's know. Let's be honest. None of us can catch him anyway in the standings. You know, he's, sure I can. Uh, if I win every week from here on out, I might. He's yeah, you might need, out of 26. You might need to win a couple in the winter when like the winner of picks to click goes to the guy who like makes the funniest <laughs> Instagram post or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not well, going to no, be me. I can tell you that. We have a playoff schedule already. We we could do the math. We'll figure it out when we're not, you know, live. But I feel like it could be. It could be done. We'll figure well, it out. But good, Gonzo's good luck, already dude. our champion. Yeah. Well, how, how about this? How about if, this? If you, I'll make two picks. All right. If both of them are unarguably the best two players in that week, I get both points. But if only one of them is, I get no points and it goes to the next guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, funny. we have a pick oh, from Gonzo. Wait. We actually have a pick from Gonzo. See, we, we, we killed He's, enough time. <laughs> we killed enough time. He's going to go with Yasmani Grandal as his pick. But I can't <laughs> believe none of us took. But if he has more than three pass balls this week, he automatically loses. <laughs> no, no. That's not make, making up different rules as you go along, right? <laughs> yeah, it's in, just in, in September. He, it's because he's <laughs> kicking our ass, uh, Celine, that's why, but... Um, so we're going to take a quick commercial break here in just a second. Afterwards, we're going to go through the schedule coming up for the White Sox. And then we're going to talk about our picks for the 2021 White Sox playoff anthem. In 05, the Sox said, don't stop believing. We're going to tell you what our picks are coming up here shortly after the break. Chat room, make sure you let us know what your picks are. But uh, we're going to take about a two-and-a-half-minute commercial break from our barroom sponsor, 
and then we will be right back with South Burbs Hitmen. South Burbs Hitmen will be right back. We are back with the South Burbs Hitman. Of course, we're joined by our guest, Salim Sudawala from the Bulls Gold Podcast. And of course, Science Fliction coming to the Ballroom Network. And here we are getting ready to talk about the week ahead for the Chicago White Sox in a little segment we like to call White Sox Weekly. So our buddy Chris Gonzalez, who usually takes this segment by, by well, I don't want to say by what I was going to say, but he takes this segment by, you know, I can't even talk today. Let's just let's just talk about the schedule coming up. I think I've had a little bit too many old fashions this afternoon or this evening. All jokes aside, no one's no one thinks that's funny. That's okay. Um, but here we go. <laughs> We're gonna tag team it. I can't even get through a sentence. What's going on over here? Um, anyway. It's, we're having fun. That's all that matters. But we're going to quickly take a look through the schedule coming up, upcoming pitching matchups, and uh, we're going to talk through it together. I know Gonzo usually takes it, but let's take a look at the week coming up here. 
Um, of course, the Sox ended up losing this game today. I'm going to blow this up so it's a little bit bigger for everybody to see. All right. That game's in the past, but let's look up what we got coming tomorrow. Dallas Keuchel versus Tyler Alexander. Uh, Keuchel has not looked great, but neither has Alexander. Uh, neither of them has a winning record. Uh, got Keuchel surprisingly more strikeouts on the season. Uh, this is one we really need to take, guys. Uh, the magic number looks like it's going to be at two this evening. Um, did the Indians the Indians slash Guardians lose that second game, Vinny? Yes, the game's over. The magic number's now two. The magic number's two. So the, the quest continues to clinch this division. Uh, we'll see if we can get it done with a, a Sox win tomorrow and a Guardians loss. But Keuchel has to take the mound here. You know, Vinny, we've, we've seen a lot of up and down from Keuchel. I mean, last week he looked better than he has. Uh, you know, what does this start mean for him before the playoffs? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Keuchel was 7-3 and three at one point, which is really sad because now he's 8-9, and nine, which means they just lose a bunch since he's been the starting pitcher. But it's an opportunity for him to have a good showing before the playoffs. He's probably got one or two more starts left. I'm not sure he's going to be part of the rotation during the postseason, although Tony LaRusso did confirm after today's game that they are concerned about Carlos Rodon and his arm soreness and that they're hopeful that he can make one more start now. So that's a bit of an issue. But I don't know. I think Keuchel, he's got a lot to prove. He probably knows what's going on with Rodon, and he probably would rather be the guy than, let's say, Michael Kopech or something sure. like that. Reynaldo Lopez even is – would be considered an option. Um, it's definitely a worry that it's an issue right now. So hopefully Keiko can have a good showing against Alexander. The White Sox bats, they scored three, and it looked like they were going to go a long way tonight, and they fell one run short. So they need to light this guy up tomorrow. Yeah, they do. And, you know, they got to get some confidence in Keiko before the postseason if he even wants to make it have a shot at this roster. So I'd like to see him come through strong tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday, Reynaldo Lopez, as Zim talked about earlier, getting the scheduled start, uh, going up against Casey Mize or Miz. I don't know the right way to pronounce it, but, you know, both guys with impressive ERAs. Um, you know, Mize has way more strikeouts on the season 111. He's a strikeout pitcher. He's the kind of guy that the White Sox have notoriously had issues with. But, uh, you know, Reynaldo got rocked. He's got a lot to prove coming into this matchup. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he wants to solidify his playoff roster. You know, Zim, what do you need to see out of Reynaldo Lopez on Wednesday for you to uh, have your worries uh, softened? I need to see him attack the lineup the second time through in an effective way. Um, he's got mm-hmm. the stuff to get through the first time through, through the first time through the lineup. That makes sense, right? He, he can get through yeah. the first nine batters. No problem. It's seen those guys the second time around that he usually starts to kind of falter. And it's like, I, I don't need to see too much from him, but I would like to see him make it at least to the heart of the order the second time around without giving up a lot of runs. You know, make it to the six, mm-hmm. seven, eight guys the second time through before coming out of the game. Um, give the bullpen kind of a fighting chance rather than just blowing it. And we're like, all right, well, who needs work today? You know, so 
Um, he definitely has the opportunity against this Detroit team that's kind of lacked a lot this season. Um, They've definitely lacked. They're they they're who you want to talk about who we thought they were. They're exactly who we thought they were. Um, that, you keep bringing it to the to the football references today, Zim. I like it. But they're they're it's they're slightly above a bottom feeder team, but not by much. You know, they're a team that's mm-hmm. on more of an upswing than a downswing for sure. So there's pieces there, but the White Sox should be able to handle them. Now, after that, we've got a five-game series, five games in four days as part of a makeup game um, from a, a previous – I think it was actually a Monday game that was rained out. Um, yeah, June 2nd. So, you know, not really sure what to look for there. I know that uh, Gonzo would have – looked a lot more closely into potential pitching matchups and whatnot, but I do have to say uh, looking at the Cleveland Indians um, or future guardians pitching rotation this year, uh, the White Sox have handled them pretty well. Um, there's not anybody in particular that really strikes me as, as scary on that rotation. Um, the guy that always kind of sticks out in my head is uh, uh, what's his name? Tristan McKenzie. Um, Mm -hmm. he's a guy that he's kind of like Ronaldo Lopez where he tends to struggle that second or third time through the lineup. But if he's got his stuff that day, he can shut down anybody in the league. So yeah, definitely a guy that I've got highlighted on my board for that series. Yeah. It's interesting how the rotation is going to play out because like you said, we have that five games in four days. You know, Vinny, do you, how do you see this rotation playing out here um, in Cleveland? Because I know right now it's kind of up in the air. Uh, you know, how do you see it playing out? Yeah. So against, we talked about Keiko versus, you know, on Wednesday. On Thursday, I'm concerned about Casey Mize versus Reynaldo Lopez. Casey Mize is a future superstar. Like, I, I see him in the same vein as, like, a Lance Lynn or a Garrett Cole one day. Like, he's that good. Yeah. He's a and he's only machine. gotten I mean, he's and he's only gotten better as this season has gone along as he kind of gets his feet wet in Major League Baseball for a full season. He actually made his MLB debut last season against the White Sox, and they lit him up the first couple times. Then the most recent time, they weren't so lucky against him. Um, mm-hmm. Against Cleveland, you will see Dylan Cease, Lucas Giolito, um, Lance Lynn, and then I don't know about Rodon's spot. You might see Dallas Keuchel. But in that second game on Friday, I think you'll either see Jimmy Lambert or Michael Kopech start the game. It also wouldn't surprise me if they gave Garrett Crochet a start. He's been so good. So good. So we'll see what happens there. I think against Cleveland, you'll see McKenzie. Bieber's out for the year. I I think Detroit's better than Cleveland. I truly, from the bottom of my heart, do. If they catch them at 10 the season and be in second place, I wouldn't even be slightly surprised. They're only two games behind them, I think. Exactly. And they've had the best record. This is going to sound so bad to say because there are so many reasons for why this is the case, like resting players and stuff like that, you know, not having everyone play. Detroit has the best record in the American League Central since the All-Star break by one game over the White Sox. Wow. So that's impressive. They're both they're the only two teams over 500 since the All-Star break. They're the only two teams in the AL Central over 500 since like May 14th, I think the stat said. Detroit's been okay. Um this loss to me was annoying kind of cuz how they lost it. They had a 3 nothing lead. I need more from Kimbrel. But for the most part, 
that game was a game against a team who's just playing well. And they're going to be an issue for the next five years as the White Sox try to win multiple division titles in a row and see what they can do. The team I'm worried about the most long-term is Detroit. So going into that, we'll see what happens. But with Cleveland, they should be able to take care of their business against Cleveland unless they rest everyone. That's why it's like, would they have won this game today if they had a Brayu? Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, I don't know. It's so hard to evaluate at this point of a season with such a big lead. It's almost like infuriating because it's like, hey, White Sox, who are you? Because once the playoffs roll around, if they start rolling with the lineup the way we want to see it, no one would be surprised. But then if they anyone like, knows if they like falter against the Astros or something, we'll look at each other and be like, well, the writing was kind of on the wall. It really could go either way. It yeah. really can. Yeah. And I think that's kind of been the story of the season, right? Is like, you know, once they all get healthy, they're amazing, but they can never stay on the field together. So maybe that's what Tony's doing. I think that I'm sure that's what he's doing. And I think that's why I'm excited here for Soxtober coming up here to a theater near you or home television or stadium near you, whatever you want to call it, but it's coming your way soon. And that perfectly segues into our hot topic conversation of the day. We're getting a little creative with it. And it's a segment we like to call the guaranteed take. Yeah, I think it's I think shorter. sometimes sometimes when the uh, connection is a little iffy, it dances, it goes faster, it goes slower, it goes somewhere in between. So I'm sure it's just dancing around due to the internet gods uh, having having fun <laughs> with us tonight. But uh, you know, we, our I, I sent out a tweet earlier this week and it kind of got my brain thinking about it. You know, what in 05 the White Sox had don't stop believing as their playoff anthem, right? Like, what is that song in 2021? You know, I think that's that's a conversation that we got to have. So, you know, what is the White Sox playoff anthem this year? Chat room, let us know your thoughts here. But, um, you know, I, I won't lead off with our guests. I'll lead off with Zim this time. Zim, what do you got for your pick for playoff anthem? You know, I had – a lot of different thoughts for what this could potentially be. I really wanted to try to bring it into the 21st century because journey sucks. Journey sucks so (laughs) bad. that Like I was just trying to distance myself from that band as much as possible. Don't stop believing it has got to be the most overplayed song of all time. It's not even good. And it's about Detroit, not Chicago. How can you actually have a song? How can any self-respecting Chicagoan say a song that has the word Detroit in it defines this, this bread and butter of a team, this beautiful, beautiful thing that we've got in front of us. But anyway, um, I really, I really wanted to try and bring it in. I couldn't find one that was quite the 21st century. So I went with waiting by green day uh, a song from, the very, very late 20th century. Uh, yeah. And I, I, the longer I listened to it, the more the words kept ringing out to me. You know, 
waiting a lifetime for this moment, downtown lights will be shining, you know, like a diamond ring, like a diamond ring. That is what they're after here, right? Like it, the, the words just, there's too many metaphors and allegories that just line up so perfectly that I got, I got to go with waiting by Green Day. Been waiting a long time for this moment to come. I'm destined for anything at all. Downtown, lights will be shining on me like a new diamond ring out under the Solid choice, Zim. I, I, it's uh, we have been waiting a long time. 05 does feel like a lifetime ago. Uh, solid choice there, man. And, and of course, I love that album "Warning" by Green Day. That's a solid. Oh, it's choice. such a good album. I love like, "Warning." Total, total side topic. We can talk about that for I think a half an hour on itself. So I just saw Green Day like two weeks ago, and now I want to go back, even though it was <laughs> at trashy Wrigley Field. Yeah. Hey, at least at least you got to see them play. I I I sold my tickets, but I I think I did okay on on the resale on those, so yes, I'm not too did. upset about yeah, it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> like 500% profit, I'll take it. Sure, why not? Um, we are getting some comments in from the chat room. Uh Vincent says he wants to go with Desastre Personal Ooh. from Johan uh, Yoan Mankata, that would actually <laughs> that be hilarious. Got me. I should have said that. Damn it. I really wanted to say that, but I was like Lyrically, it makes no sense. Like it's kind of sad. <laughs> Zim, can really, you quickly it, pull it up and can you give us like twenty seconds of? I can sing it for disaster? you. You can sing it, Vinny. Let's hear it. I I'm pretty sure it's the number one played song on my Apple Music for oh, the year God. 2021 so far. I'm I not even it. kidding. I'm not even kidding. I don't even speak Spanish, but I know every word. It's wild. Here, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll play. I'll have the stopwatch going so that we don't go over 30 seconds so we stay within fair use yeah so we don't get banned because we're bad boys bad boys for life that's another one that would be hilarious yeah see i associate that with tom brady that's my tom brady uh, song. yeah that's yeah that's my yeah, tom yeah. brady song me and joey listen to it we make a funny video every super bowl season when tom's annually in the super bowl <laughs> you got that zimmer should we move on can you guys not hear that coming through? Is it not coming through clear enough? No. My bad. I hear nothing. Let me see if my stuff's working. Can be huevo loco si no te tengo. Mi desastre personal. I could sing it yeah, for days. I'll pull it up on my phone. I, got I must it. not have something hooked up right on my end. That is that is my fault. I thought I had this hooked up, and I guess I don't. It happened. Sorry about that. Jo- it's Joe coming, it's coming through my monitors. So that's why. Yeah, that's a would, we even get, song. That's just, would we even get in trouble for like playing Yoan's song? Like, would he care? Uh, is he signed to a <laughs> record label? Uh, I don't know. If it's been I released under no a, a record label, then we can get in trouble for it. If not, uh, technically it is uh, fair use. I'm pretty sure he's on some sort of record label, but either way, it's under 30 seconds. So that's a great call out by by Vincent. Another another comment from Travis, a Texas favorite, Thunderstruck. That's classic White Sox. 
You know, it makes yep. me think of every time they introduce the team. Uh, PZ goes back in black. And my dad says, stick with don't stop believing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, you know, no, it is I, broke, though. Steve Perry's voice is broke. Well, Steve Perry's <laughs> dying for an appearance to uh, to get to make a couple extra bucks, but uh, that's beside <laughs> the point. Celine, we'll let you critique all of our picks at the end, and you can pick the one that you like the best. How about we do it that way? That Sounds good. good. All right. Um, so we're going to go with Gonzo's next because he's not here, but he did tell us his pick and, uh, he's going to go a little post Malone. So let's take a check, take a listen for Gonzo's pick, which is congratulations by post. Malone. My mama calls, she on TV, sunset done change ever since we was on, I dreamed it all. it's a solid choice you know post malone's kind of like the modern hip-hop singing little r&b action going on uh it, it was definitely congratulations fits. It was definitely on my list of songs to consider, but uh, it just, I don't know. Something about it just didn't quite feel right as, as an anthem, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It, it, you know, it's a good song. I agree with you. It doesn't have that anthem feel to it. You know, as my then dad again, says neither- on my last CD, I was going to say, my dad said the last CD, I had to pay for the rights on every cover we did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Wait, waiting think, doesn't know, have much part. of an anthem feel either, is all I was going to say. Like, I know my pick is not much of an It's It's hard to find something that really works as an anthem. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough thing. And chat room, has, don't hesitate to chime in with some more ideas here for the White Sox playoff anthem. Now, we got a few things to go by here, but uh, our buddy. Vinny Parisi, why don't you tell us a little bit about your pick here for for this song? Yeah, so shout out Dylan. Joe, you've met Dylan before. I gave him... Yeah, oh yeah. I kind of asked for his advice on this. He's the music guy. And I like music too, enough where I pay a monthly fee to have an unlimited supply of it. But I was like, hey, I need you know to think of a, a White Sox song like an anthem. And when I think of an anthem, I think of like a song that would make for like a sick hype video that you'd see on Twitter the day before the playoffs or the day of the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And he sent me like five or six songs. And the one that stuck out to me the most, it was actually my first time ever hearing it, was a song called Scared of the Dark by Lil Wayne and Ty Dolla Sign. And I'm listening yeah. to the words and I'm like, okay, I understand. Like, you're scared of the dark. And then I thought to myself, the plan is for the playoffs to be a blackout. So it's probably going to appear darker than average in there once mm-hmm. once things really get rolling. And exactly. Tampa Bay, Houston, you better be scared of the dark because when the White Sox are healthy, we're coming for that. Yeah, so let's take a listen to Vinny's choice and let's just dive right in. I'm not scared of the dark. I'm not running, running, running. No, I'm not afraid of the fall. I'm not scared. Not at all. Why would a star, a star ever be 
afraid of the dark. I'm not scared. Definitely has that anthem feel, man. Could pump pump everybody up. Shout out Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse too. Salim, I know you got your your podcast coming up here where we're gonna get down and nerdy. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's a sp- I'm Spider Man. Yeah, Spidey's my all-time fave. So yeah, me too. No me way too. home, He's baby. Yep, He's can't wait. Guy. Can't oh, wait. So sure. shout out Spider Verse, the greatest animated movie I've ever seen. It used to be Toy Story for me until I saw that movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a damn good movie, and you know I'm I'm looking forward to seeing No Way Home. I'm gonna get nerdy for a second too before I make my pick here. But Vinny, I do have to say I love that choice, and I could totally see a hype video to it. I agree a hundred percent. So. Just like a mama used to make. That's beautiful. <laughs> Kissed by the gods. I love it. But uh, yeah, No Way Home. You know, I'm excited for that. For the rumored appearance of three Spider-Mans. And of course, uh, there's there's some more rumors, rumors about Venom, which I'm sure Salim is is in the nitty gritty about. But, uh, you know, we'll, yeah. that movie's coming out here in a couple weeks. And I'm sure we'll talk about He'll probably talk about that on his first podcast coming up. Because uh, that's, that's one of the... Uh, the nerd things that's kind of spoiler verse hanging around out there. I'm trying to avoid it myself, but I've they kind of seen Doc Ock and the green goblin in the trailer. So like, yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they tried hiding it for like as long as it could, but it leaked like no year, a year over a year ago that they were, they were bringing back the older Spider-Man from, because it's going to be like, you know, potentially different uh, universes. So, yeah, um, and I think I think it's pretty much going to be. Uh, there's no way they bring back only the villains and not bring back um, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. That that yeah. wouldn't make much sense. Yeah. Those must be some wild NDAs that they signed, though, man. Because those guys, if you watch Andrew Garfield in an interview, that guy looks like he wants to jump off a bridge sometimes because he gets asked right. about it so much. Like it's it's crazy. I always wonder about that. Like how much willpower you have to have to not slip anything. It's like I don't know how you would do it. Like I would tell somebody, and then, and then it will leak. It will, it would just a, happen. There's no. There's way a I lot of money on the line, man. Money. money I know talked. that is true. That is true. You that that is very true. In the end, when when you have like multi million dollars holding on, you keeping your mouth shut, you're gonna do it. I guess. <laughs> No, but for sure that's that. how the Chicago Mafia has worked for years. We we should all know that. <laughs> just just yeah, a that, little taste of what's to come. Yeah, I think that movie might be a two part movie too. I think they may, uh, that's what I thought. I heard a rumor about there's going to be a two parter. So that yeah that that movie like because I, I already said I'm a huge Spider Man guy. So that movie I I really cannot wait to wait to watch that. Yeah, and getting a little closer than No Way Home, you got Venom coming out here in a, uh, I think a couple like weeks, a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like I have a, I have a little more of a negative opinion about Venom, just because like the Sony, the first I one, I, I did not like it that much. Uh, it had its moments. That's I'm, how I, I feel. I, it was I, like I, okay. I, yeah, I do like how they have the. Uh, Venom and uh, Eddie, Eddie Brock, Brock relationship. The Eddie Brock relationship. I like that's too. That's pretty good to the comic book. But 
Yeah, I don't know. I just it's it was corny at times, cheesy at times. It was like, yeah. come on, this is so whatever. I'll, I'll check it out. Like I'm like Carnage is probably one of my all time favorite villains. Yeah, and I just wish like does I, I wish Sony would just give Spider Man characters to MCU well, man like, you know, like the Disney like yes they've been they've been very good yeah and uh, that's another thing is I'm saying I'm hearing that the post credits will blow your mind uh, Sony is actually releasing a campaign to make sure people don't tell the world about the post credits. Um, as you could imagine, I, I, I've heard about the leaks. I'm not going to mention them here on the air. Yeah. Um, but it changes everything. Let's just put it that way. And um, it makes me want to go see Venom. So I'm very excited about it. I, I'm going to watch it though, because I'm a nerd. So I, I'll watch all these movies. I, I, I'm going to definitely watch it. I just, I guess my I'm going to keep my expectations low and we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's all you can do. And, you know, and for those of you who don't know, Salim's going to have a new a new podcast here on the Barroom Network called Science Fiction, where you talk about all the cool comic book, science fiction, you know, Star Wars, cool sci-fi shows, you name it. He's going to talk about it. We're excited with we're excited for that to join the network. And uh, before we wrap things up, I'm going to do my White Sox playoff uh, anthem choice here. And uh, I tried to go with a, a Chicago homeboy. For a song that uh, was stuck, was an ear, arguably the earworm of 2007. And this team is strong and they're stronger. I'm going to go with Stronger by Kanye West with a little Daft Punk in there. So this is my choice for the 2021 White Sox playoff anthem. Let's 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 get down. Make it, do it. Make sense. Honor, better, faster, stronger. That, 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 that don't kill me. Can only make me stronger. I need you to hurry up now. Cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right now. Cause I can't get much stronger. Man, I've been waiting all night now. That's how long I've been on ya. I need you right now. Let's get stronger. You know, this team, they seem to get stronger, you know, as they go through all this perseverance and they go through this struggle, they go through the injuries, and then he will make it to the end of the season. Everyone comes together healthy. They get stronger. I don't know. It just fits the bill of this team in my head. So as advertised, we said we were going to let Salim pick the best anthem from the four of us. So can Celine, I give it? Can uh, I give you, uh, an admission really quick though before he does that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. You could have played that song for me an hour ago, and I would have. You'd be like, Vin, you ever hear this before? I'd be like, Yeah, of course I have. Who hasn't? Who's it by? I don't know. I was today <laughs> years old when I learned it was by Kanye West. No clue. Well, that's it's that's how uncultured I am. <laughs> Yeah, if you'd have told me that Daft Punk and Kanye West like even knew who each other was, I would have. Yeah, right. <laughs> they probably didn't back then. I mean, maybe. The number but one thing I was like about seven, by the way. Yeah, that's the number a super one thing I like about that song as an anthem song is that Kanye is, you know, Chicago. So, yeah. You know, it, it helps the case a little bit. All right. Yeah, so, so, my, am I picking now? Quality options. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and pick. And and like I said, you don't you don't have to like 
you know, do whatever you want. You know, it's it's the Salim it's the Salim show right now, so it's all you. <laughs> you could say they all stink. No, no, yeah, I like I like the suck. songs. I I was uh, I liked all all of the songs actually. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I have a pretty broad range of my the flavor of music that I listen to. So like I liked it all. Uh, I'll go with Vinny's uh, song though. I like the uh, oh, I like it. I like that that. Like I can, I can see it. Like in the, I was picturing like you know somebody making like a video and that the the starting of the the song is playing and yeah, that's getting kind of where my up. pick of it Ex- came from. Ex- especially in a sea of black crowd, right? Like you see yeah. black shirts all over, uh, guaranteed rate. I, yep. I, I like I like that, and then obviously Spider Man tips the scales a little bit too. So fair, fair. There you go. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that blackout game at home. Vincent in the chat says, you know, people have been saying they want to have a blackout game every home home game. I could see that. That'd be pretty awesome. Get that song going. Get a hype video going. You know, pass out the black, the sweat towel. You know, swing it around your head. That could be that could be energetic right there. That could be you know over the top exciting and i can't wait for it all to come man so you know we have talked about so much stuff tonight and Celine, i did you've have given us go ahead Zim. i did have one runner up just because it was really hard for me not to pick this song so i feel the need to share it and i, I don't know is if it it's bon gonna Jovi? work no <laughs> the 80s is the worst decade for music that ever happened just their just hair was cool there. though Oh, the hair was great. Motley Crue. Motley Crue is the only good thing to come out of the 80s musically as far as I'm concerned. But that's that's a whole other conversation for a whole other time. I like Metallica. <laughs> it certainly is. Um, here, let's Metallica see if you guys playing a this. show tonight at the I Metro know. for, for the $20. Time, for the first time since 1983, Metallica at the Metro. Are you guys, are you guys able to hear this? Can't. No. I hear you. Man, clicking. I don't know what's up with my audio. I re I redid some stuff this week, and you know, obviously my microphone's working just fine. But unfortunately, what? Uh, <laughs> don't even start with me. Don't even start with me. <laughs> anyway. Andrew WK, nice. The party song, right? Or what's it Cause, called? Because let's be, it's it, this song is called Party Hard. And let's be real. If the White mm-hmm. Sox win, we will party hard. When it's, the, the first words of the song are, when it's time to party, we will always party hard. And let's be real. That's how this season I, mean, I can't, ar- I can't argue team. with that. So. It has been a dynamite season so far. It's been so much fun. It's been a fun show. Salim, you've given us so much of your time, man. Uh, we appreciate you giving us as much time as you have here on your Monday night. We know you got Bulls Gold, you got Science Fiction you're working on, so you're a busy man. Uh, again, we can't thank you enough for hanging out with us. It's been t- fun talking White Sox with you all night. And uh, before we let you go, you know, why don't you tell everybody where they can follow you, what you got coming up for Bulls Gold, and what you got coming up for Science Fiction. Yeah, Again, thank you so much for having me. You guys are awesome. You guys uh, do a great show, and I'm I'm very happy to be part of the Barroom family. Uh, Amen. You can, uh, yeah, hundred uh, percent. You can follow me personally at uh, Salim 
underscore BG hoops. Uh, you can follow my co-host to Edward at Edward Schuler Jr. Uh, we have obviously our Bulls Gold Twitter account at Bulls Gold. Um, and then we do have a, a Twitter account I, I created for Science Fiction. It's just called at Science Fiction. Uh, Flix is again F F L I X and then T I O N. So yeah, um, looking forward to talking Bulls. Obviously, with uh, the season coming along quickly, uh, training media days. Media day is in a week, and then uh, training camp starts on the twenty eighth. We got a really, we got a big guest coming on for the next episode. I won't spoil that just yet, but. Um, yeah, we have a big guest for that one just to preview the season. And then, yeah, we're going to be recording with my friend Carl, who's the co-host. Uh, his actually Twitter handle is Ninja Chortle. It's uh, Ninja, so C-H-O-R-T-L-E. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's uh, he's he's a whiz and comics and sci-fi and all that too. So we we will be drop. We should be dropping our our first show probably. I don't know how how it'll work out because we are going to record Thursday night, so maybe it'll be dropping Friday um, to your uh, YouTube and your audio streams. So yeah, look out for that. We'll probably be uh, we'll try to make it a good show. Can't wait, Love it, man! And our and our buddy Vincent in the chat says my favorite point guard is Lonzo. Can't wait for him. So I'm sure yeah, you'll be covering be that all year long. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we're excited to have Lonzo. One of those guys we've we've talked about on our show that. You know, one of those rare times where the Bulls have been linked to a player and they actually got him. So uh, I'm like, very excited about Lonzo. Yeah, exactly. So excited, excited, excited all around for everything. Excited about the Sox, excited about the Bulls, and uh, excited to talk some uh, some uh, geek stuff too with uh, with the movies and sci-fi movies and uh, comic movies and all that stuff. It's a beautiful thing, man. We're glad we got to talk some of that with you tonight too. And uh, it's been a it's been a heck of a show. Uh, we've reached the tail end where we're gonna do some quick shout outs around the board before we hightail it on out of here. Um, uh, you know, of course, a big shout out to our buddy Chris Gonzalez, who's got some other plans tonight. He's busy keeping busy on uh, the East Coast. He's a busy man traveling coast to coast, doing his thing yes. for what he's got to do. So Gonzo, yes. we we appreciate you. We love you, man, and, and good luck with what everything going on. And uh, before we do that, uh, Salim, we'll let you go first. If you got any shout-outs to anyone out there in the world or across the podcast land, uh, feel free to give a shout-out. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I already shouted out Ed and Carl. Um, Shout-out to the other Bulls uh, pod uh, show on our network, Chris and Laro. Yeah, Bulls 101. They, they, do, they do a great job as well. And... Yeah, and, uh, that's about it. Uh, can't think of who else to shout out right now, but yeah, it's very appreciative of you guys having me on. Awesome, man. Yeah, we appreciate you as well. So thank you. Uh, let's go around the bend. Steven Zim Zimmerman, what do you got for shout outs, my friend? You know, the simple stuff this week. Shout out to the Lions for freaking lioning all over Monday Night Football. Um, <laughs> just, you, you can. Just one of those teams you can just never count on them to get anything right, you know. Good for them. They're the, second to to last, they're the second to worst team in the NFL. We really shouldn't be too surprised here. Look, it's just it's impressive to be that bad for this long. Fair enough. No playoff win since what 93? 
literally in my lifetime, they have not won a playoff game. Same. I'm 28 years old. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I, I tell you what, though. I tell you what, though, there's a whole fourth quarter for Green Bay to find a way to mess it up. So you never know. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So far in the fourth quarter, they've already added two touchdowns. I think last week was probably just like a mirage of them not not playing. Like, I think he, like, what, he sat out most of the offseason not doing much football stuff. and Preseason game number number four. Unfortunately, it just kind of happens, but... You know, shout out, shout out to you guys for doing this with me every week and making it entertaining while I'm here. Um, you know, shout out to everybody in that chat room, keeping us busy and entertained. Even you, you trolls, give us something to talk about. You know, we try not to feed the trolls, but sometimes you just make it too easy. So, you know, shout, shout out to uh, to the family for keeping me sane this week too. It's, it's been amen, man. It's been necessary. I love that. Yeah, the love love talking ball with you guys, no matter what sport it is, and the sci-fi stuff, it gets me, you know, excited too. Uh, Mr. Vinny Parisi, what do you got for us in terms of shout-outs? So my sh- special shout-out this week, I always try to pick somebody who like related to me within the last couple days, and I'm gonna give a special shout-out to my good friend Nick. He was kind enough to be the leader of taking us all to Michigan. We saw NIU get absolutely destroyed by the Michigan Wolverines at the big house, but I got to see the big house, check that off my bucket list. I'm big into catching all the college football stadiums. I'm trying to see as many as I can while I spend my time on this earth. So big part of my life is catching one or two new stadiums every season. So shout out, Nick. Thank you for that. Um, Salim, thank you so much for coming on. You're part of my shout outs. I appreciate it. It's been good. Joe and Steve and obviously Gonzo. I love you guys. This is one of the best parts of my week. And, I'll always give a shout out to Joey for, you know, doing Crosstown Crosstalk and Bar Down. The hockey season's right around the corner. Lots of good stuff coming up with those two shows with the playoffs and the season starting in hockey in a couple weeks. So make sure you tune in every Wednesday and Thursday at 2 p.m. both days. We got some some guests coming up. I'll leave it at that. I love it, man. I love the tease. It's a beautiful thing. <clears throat> yeah, same thing here. You know, I, I love and respect all you guys and appreciate being able to talk with you every single week. Uh, to bring it full circle into shout outs, I always shout out my beautiful wife, Catherine, and my great Dane, Maverick, and our little girl that's on the way. We're, we can't wait to meet you. Uh, of course, everyone here in the chat room, uh, all my brothers on this show, all across, you know, Twitter, all the ballroom family, whether it's guys like Salim or Laro or Chris or, or, Mike North, or Danny Shimon, you know, Neil Stopchinski, the Barfly Tailgate Boys. You know, it doesn't stop. There's just so much great content on this network. Uh, make sure you tune in tomorrow. We have Dan and Aldo Bear Their Souls tomorrow night. Uh, the Mike North Advantage, I think, is on Wednesday mornings. Of course, you know, Bar Down, Vinny already teased that, so that's exciting. You know, we got Bulls Gold dropping this week as well. You got Bulls 101. You got fantasy football goon coming up on Sunday as well as you know you got bear football the halftime show you got the post game show and then of course you got the barfly tailgate show on Sunday morning so we got all the coverage all week long you're never gonna get sick of it let's be honest there's just so much great stuff I strongly encourage you to head over to deepdishtees.com slash barroom you can uh, head over there buy some barroom network swag whether it's a South Burbs hitman shirt 
you know, eventually there's going to be Bulls gold on there. I'm not sure if it's there yet. We're going to Bulls 101. Yeah, yeah. Bar down. You're going to fantasy football goon swag. You can get it all over there, and it helps support what we do on the network. So uh, anything you can buy, whether it's a, a sticker or a shirt or a mug, we appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. And uh, most of all, we just appreciate you hanging out with us, the South Burbs Hitmen, talking White Sox baseball. We are excited for the playoffs. They are just around the corner. We are going to clinch here in the next two or three days, most likely. A magic number is hovering uh, at two right now. So, uh, you know, let's make it happen tomorrow. Let's get that clinch with a win and a Cleveland Guardians loss slash Indians. But like I said, for the South Burbs Hitmen, I'm Joe Mandel. Chris Gonzalez will be back with us next week. That's Vinny Parisi. Steven Zim Zimmerman's over there. And our guest is Salim Suterwala from the Bulls Gold Podcast. We will see you guys next week. Let's go, White Sox. Let's clinch that division. The, the American League's not going to know what hit them. Let's go win some games. See you guys next week.